Welcome to the author's show of entrepreneurship and regional development podcast. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Irina Papazu. She's from the IT University of Copenhagen, Denmark. She recently published an article entitled Entrepreneurial Resource Construction Through Collective Bricolage on Denmark's Renewable Energy Island, an ethnographic study. It has been published online on entrepreneurship and regional development, a journal edited by Teller and Francis. Irina, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic? And what is the question you aim to answer? Yes, uh, so this paper builds on empirical da data from my uh, PhD research, uh, which was on uh, Denmark's renewable energy island, Samsø. So um, what makes it an, a renewable energy island is that uh, the islanders, uh, 4,000 of them, have been through a renewable energy transition. Um, so this work was originally during my PhD was very much a science and technology studies based work. Um, and after my PhD, I got a postdoc at Copenhagen Business School um, on a project about sustainable entrepreneurship. And here I started getting into this entrepreneurship literature, um, which uh, I found quite interesting, especially the more maybe critical entrepreneurship uh, studies oriented, you know, oriented studies. Um, and this is where I stumbled upon the concept of bricolage. Uh, and um, it, it just seemed to fit my, my fieldwork data very well. Um, so the question that I uh, seek to answer in the paper is, how does community-based resource construction through bricolage enable sustainable energy transitions? Um, and I found that the concept of bricolage, which focuses on how organizations create change, uh, despite resource scarcity, it fit very well with my case of this island, uh, which really when they went into this project of doing their green energy transition was in a very tough spot in terms of uh, um, uh, high levels of unemployment, of people leaving the island and so on. So they really needed a, a project that could help them revitalize the island. And um, I guess it's, it's, it's sort of a puzzle how uh, such a small community manages to create a, you know, a successful renewable energy transition. So bricolage could help me answer that uh, or sort of respond to that puzzle. What are the main contributions of your paper? Um, I find that there are two main contributions. So the first one is really theoretical. Um, and uh, I, I happened upon Baker and Nelson's very seminal article from 2005 on bricolage called uh, Creating Something from Nothing, Resource Construction Through Entrepreneurial Bricolage. Um, and that paper resonated with me because, as I said, I came from uh, um, social studies of 
science or uh, science and technology studies, and uh, I had a, maybe a more constructivist understanding of uh, of reality than I found in a lot of the entrepreneurship literature. Um, and uh, so I got interested in this concept of bricolage, uh, and as I read more on the bricolage literature, I realized that uh, resource construction as part of bricolage is a big uh, element of Baker and Nelson's understanding of the concept, um, but all of the subsequent articles dealing with bricolage do not take resource construction into account. They actually say that if, if resources have to be constructed, we're no longer talking about bricolage, we're talking about something else. And they understand bricolage, these other studies, they understand bricolage as something, uh, as being about making do with what is already at hand. Um, whereas Baker and Nelson, they say that with bricolage, in order to do bricolage, you actually have to conjure up resources from nothing. And that's what I saw on the island. They didn't have the resources at hand, but they had to create resources in order to do their um, bricolage work. So I felt like that was a, a very interesting contribution, but it was actually also a bit of a hard contribution to be allowed to make, so to speak, because it goes against a lot of the literature. Uh, and who am I to make that kind of argument? So it really, it took a lot of reading and a lot of arguing. So I think that that part of the article is really quite, you know, uh, well argued. <laughs> um, and then there's also a, a contribution, I think, to the practitioners or a contribution from the empirical work, which is that, um, uh, you can actually accomplish a lot with very little. So you can, if you act as a collective, um, and if you act from the local setting, uh, you are you might be able to conjure up resources that are not readily there and uh, create change in that way. Uh, I think that's important. What was uh, for you the main uh, theoretical and uh, or methodological challenges in addressing such a question? Uh, yes, I mean, it was difficult for me to um, do this work, or let's put it in a different way. It was, um, it really felt like doing research. Uh, you know, sometimes our articles are like, you know, easy, they easily come together. It doesn't take that much. But this was really... Um, uh, challenging in the sense that I had six months worth of ethnographic data, which was both based on observations and uh, more than 30 interviews. And I found that this concept of bricolage, it helped me um, sort of uh, bring into play basically all of my data. Uh, that meant that it was a, a concept that resonated very well with my data, but it also meant that I had to go through all the data again with, with these new sort of conceptual lenses. Uh, so that was a, a very demanding process of analysis. And then at the same time, I also found that uh, my data was sometimes a little bit too thin um, when it came to analyzing these different resources uh, that uh, I found were constructed on the island because um, I had never thought about resources as the data was generated. So this was sort of a, an after-the-fact kind of uh, application of, of theory, which, um, 
yeah, which m meant that I really had to, you know, construct something from nothing myself as well. <laughs> so I had a lot of data, but it really had to be worked around uh, with a lot. During your research journey, what was your, your biggest surprise or maybe the most counterintuitive result? Um, well, I, I have to say that I, so because I knew my data so well at, the, at that time, and I didn't have empirical surprises as such, but I, I, it, I found it was really a big surprise to me to realize that the literature that, it, like every study of bricolage that you can find, it will reference Baker and Nelson, you know, within the organization studies and entrepreneurship literature. Um, so I was very surprised that it seems that um, none of these studies have taken on the, the entirety of Baker and Nelson's theory. Um, so it, it was also just a, a great moment for me that I felt like I discovered something and here is actually an, a real contribution that can be made to the literature. Um, yeah, but as I said, it, it was also difficult to get that contribution through. <laughs> What are the, the, the main implications or, of your work for entrepreneurs, managers, policymakers, practitioners in general? Uh, I, I think that if you look at entrepreneurship in general, then I think that we can all learn uh, something from this overall argument that you can actually make a huge difference even if your resources are very limited. Uh, I think that's extremely important. And, and part of my point is that in order to successfully do resource uh, construction, you need to act as a collective because no single entrepreneur, no you know, heroic entrepreneur can manage to do this. It's a huge task. So you have to work collectively and you also have to be quite embedded in your local context because uh, that local context will contain uh, cultural and historical and so on elements that can be conjured up as resources for the entrepreneur. And then lastly, I think uh, that this, uh, this argument also speaks directly to people engaged in renewable energy transitions, uh, given that in this context you have a lot of what we call NIMBY, not in my backyard, uh, reactions to new renewable energy projects. And uh, I, on, on this island, Samsu, you saw that you did not have that kind of reaction. My argument is that because the project really based itself on community and it really was uh, bottom-up rather than top-down, you avoid a lot of these NIMBY uh, reactions, a lot of this, this resistance to the change that you know, society has to go through. So there's also a, a way of thinking through uh, yeah, what are the means that we can use to uh, create a better future. Thanks, uh, Irina, for these last words and for yeah. presenting this, uh, the, your article entitled Entrepreneurial Resource Constructions Through Collective Bricolage on Denmark's Renewable Energy Island, an ethnographic study. Uh, all our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-erd.com and on the main podcast platforms.